Hello and welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. My name is Alistair Howarth, your host for our AFCON preview podcast series. And today we are looking at the hosts, Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, are coming into this tournament off the back of a very, very good 2023. They've got a lot of weight on them in terms of pressure from the home, but they will also be bringing a brilliant tournament and a fantastic spectacle in terms of the home crowd and support. I cannot wait to be there in Abidjan to watch their opening game against Guinea-Bissau. And joining us to talk about the, uh, the elephants and their chances at the tournament is Frederick Aka. Frederick, who came on last last time back in 2021 to share his thoughts ahead of that AFCON. He's come back to the podcast to tell us why he thinks that this tournament could be the one for Cote d'Ivoire. Freddy, it is great to have you back on the podcast. Two two years ago, you came to preview the, the Cote d'Ivoire coming into a tournament in Cameroon, and now you're previewing a tournament that is being hosted in Cote d'Ivoire. You know, we were saying before, it's been 40 years since the last time that Africa's greatest festival football came has been in Cote d'Ivoire, obviously 1984, when Cameroon took took the prize against Nigeria in the final. How how are people feeling ahead of this tournament? What is the mood in the country? How excited are people to, to have the tournament back, back on Ivorian soil? Okay, for all, I would like to greet you for the opportunity you gave to me to speak about this African Cup of Nation. And uh, Ivory Coast is hosting this competition after 40 years ago. Uh, the uh, 30 million of uh, Ivorian are, are waiting this competition. They are getting ready. Okay, we, we like football. Uh, we have a great nation of football in uh, Africa. And uh, uh, this great event uh, will be to show to all the people from the other country of Africa that they are welcome in our country. Uh, we we struggle a lot during the, the before preparing uh, this competition by uh, building new stadiums. Okay, the biggest one is this national stadium, Olympic of uh, Alassane Draman Watra in the DP. We have the older one, Felix Fouboigny in San Pedro, in Corogo, in Bouaké. Uh, we have all in Yamsoukro, uh, the capital of Côte d'Ivoire. We will this uh, town who will be uh, received all the, the nation uh, which will take part uh, to this competition. We are ready, okay? We are waiting for all the Africans, for all the foreigners people to come to enjoy what Africans share in loss, it's in football and sport. Mm -hmm. And and one of the interesting things about this tournament is is a you know originally it was meant to be happening in in 2023, but in the, in the summer and obviously it's been pushed back back to to, to January because it's obviously a much much better weather conditions you know much better situation for for it to be hosted in 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 Cote d'Ivoire. But even originally this tournament wasn't was meant to be in 2021 and it got pushed back. Has that been kind of almost like a blessing in disguise for Cote d'Ivoire because you've been able to get all the stadiums and everything ready? Yes, all the stadiums are ready. Uh, we have done new roads. Okay, the hotels have been built by uh, the, the government of uh, Ivory Coast. We have done what we can. We have done our best and we think it will be sufficient for all the people who will come uh, to live or to stay in wonderful condition in order to take part of, of this competition. Okay, we have done so many efforts, okay, uh, by uh, spending so many money in order to, to be ready. And uh, to speak about the weather, you know, normally uh, in June, 
is the month of uh, great, uh, uh, what can I say, rain season. Okay? And we, we have changed the calendar because of the weather now. Uh, yesterday, I was speaking with my friends. They were telling to me that, Freddy, it's still raining in America. It's still <laughs> raining. <laughs> we have changed the date of the tournament. Oh, no. <laughs> the weather is still rainy. We are still in the rainy season. We were simply joking. And I think uh, it's more dry. It's more dry in February and January, more than uh, June. And I think uh, the weather will be uh, wonderful, even if it's going to be sometimes very hot. For all the players who are playing in Europe, it will be at the beginning really difficult. Uh, uh, the populations are moving themselves. They, they are trying to pay the the tickets of the entrance. Okay, uh, I think for one game, for example, between Egypt and uh, Ghana, it will be one of the the greatest during this tournament. Like Senegal, uh, Cameroon, Yamsoukro. I think people are really getting ready and uh, we will be ready for this competition. And, and for those of you watching and listening, if you doubt what Freddie is saying about the weather in Cote d'Ivoire, take a look at the video of, of when Cote d'Ivoire tried to play Mali and that friendly where it had to be cancelled because of the, the floods and the rain. And, you know, it gives you a bit of a sense of the kind of heavy rainfall that, that can happen in, in Cote d'Ivoire. Freddie, you know, we we were talking a bit before before we kind of uh, started recording. We were talking about how this team coming into into the tournament, it's not, you know, it it isn't the the team that you know obviously won it in 2015 and the team that was going to finals regularly to 2012 and things like that. You know, we're this isn't a vintage Cote d'Ivoire side with the, you know we we haven't been able to see the likes of Didier Drogba, Yaya Toure you know, even the likes of Gervinho since they've, since they've retired. What, what are the expectations of the nation kind of coming into this tournament after a few years that, you know, things haven't been quite so good? Okay, uh, the, the leaders of the Iberian Federation uh, were sure that if we, uh, we join the semifinals, it will be a great uh, result. Okay, uh, we, we all know that at this moment we don't have the, the great team to compare to the team of Nigeria, for example, of uh, um, uh, Morocco, of uh, uh, Egypt, or, or Algeria. We can say that automatically uh, we are going to, to fight in order to win the competition. It is a competition, and it's the meeting of the greatest nations of football in Africa. Okay, even if and uh, we are hosting this competition, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we are going to win. When we have all the, the results, uh, 40 years ago, we were hosting the competition and we fell down at the first round. The group stage, yeah. Okay, things, things can be so, uh, so many times. How many times the hosting country has won this competition in Black Africa, when I can say never. If you take the example, for example, of Black Star Ghana, of Nigeria, they have organized and they have won. And after, there is no another example in West Africa. Okay. Uh, Cote d'Ivoire has done it. Senegal, uh, the same situation. Mali, the same situation. It, it means we will organize, we will play, we will do our best, but be sure that we're going to win these competitions. Uh, we can't, uh, we can say this, really. We can say this. They are too young. They are young players, 
ok Then goalkeeper uh, Fofana Yaya is a new player okay he has never played in front of a lot of people it will be for him the first African Cup of Nation like uh, uh, the player of Brighton Adengra he, he was injured Sebastian Aller is injured we know really that it will be difficult we are trying to get ready but I think they are not sure that they are going to play the first uh, games if we are qualified for the first one and second one we will see mm. and I think that <clears throat> that would be such such a shame because I think you know particularly Adingra is such a such a talented yes, player he's yes. so excited and and obviously <clears throat> Sebastian Aller is Kind of joined the team a little a little older uh, you know he did he hasn't been a part of the team for so long but he has he's looked good when he's played for for Cote d'Ivoire and obviously he's, he's been playing you know very well over the last couple of years for the likes of Ajax and and for Dortmund you know we, we we're saying that this team isn't you know the team full of superstars that it was you of know course, maybe 10 years course, ago but 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 I go through the team and I still think that this is you know a team full of top top talent that are going through you know it, through playing throughout Europe um but one of the guys i wanted to talk about you know particularly is one who isn't playing in Europe and and that's Seko Fofana um you know how, how Fofana, yes. because in now in Saudi Arabia exactly you know he was at Lens uh, last season Lens in France br- yeah, yes did brilliantly in 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 Liga and then obviously had the chance to stay to play in the Champions League but decided to make that move to Saudi Arabia and he's been playing well there and you know if you if you doubt his talent go back and watch that game against yes, the Gambia that that finish he scores a kind of 35 30 30 yard kind of absolute bullet you know and you know and then alongside him you have Frank Kessier who's also gone to, to Saudi Arabia yes of course how how important is is a player like Fofana in that midfield because for me that's where I see you know yes it's not the best Ivorian team but when I look at that midfield you have those two and you know say Ibrahim Sangare even without missing someone like Hamid Traore this looks like a very very good midfield is is that where we see the strength in this in this Ivorian team yes uh, you know with all the midfielders we are uh, speaking about uh, like uh, Frank Kessier, Fofana Seco, uh, Ibrahim Traore I think they have the opportunities, okay? But uh, when you take them uh, specifically, they have their, their own strength, okay? But in a team, what could be the result? Uh, you know, uh, doing the African Cup of Nations is to play, I think, seven games, okay? Seven games in only one month. Do you know it, that's that needs so much energies? And if we see the level of the most important players in Saudi Arabia, you can't make a comparison between between the level of the the, the leagues in uh, Spain, for example, in France, in in England, it's not the same. And I think they they have so many experience of course. They they are talented guys, but. For me, for me, really, I think uh, this competition comes so so early. It comes so early for this comp- for this uh, national team. They are they are going to to try to do their best, of course. If you know that uh, uh, the last year Francesi was playing in Barcelona, okay, for Fanatico in French. If we were still there, I could really argue that we had. An opportunity to fight against uh, the most important team in in in, in Africa, but according to the 
like I said, the level of the championship there, it will not be. It will not be really interesting for the African, uh, for the Ivorian team. Okay, they will. They will try. Uh, they will have supporters. Okay, they, they will be held, but the football shows us most of the time uh, the Africa Cup of Nations is won by uh, teams with more experience. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think that's very true of this Ivorian team. There there aren't loads of players with lots of experience. I'd say, you know, maybe Ahea, Max Gradle, you know, maybe out for Frank Cassier as well. Those are the kind of, but most of them, particularly kind of the young, exciting players, I think of, you know, like Adingra and, and players like this aren't super experienced at this at this level. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you is is about is about the head coach Pierre uh, Pierre Louis Gasset because Gassé, you know Jean oh je, yeah Jean Louis yes. <laughs> Louis Gasset my my French as you can see my French is terrible. He's <laughs> <laughs> not the most I understand really <laughs> And but one thing, so I I was I was there at Wembley, um, you know, in in March 2022 when when Cote d'Ivoire came to play England in a friendly and and watched as England beat beat them three nil. It was incredibly comfortable. Uh, I think Aria got sent off, and and it just Ivory Coast looked like a disjointed team. It didn't feel like anyone knew what they were on the same page. Obviously, that was just after the last Afcon, where you had that very disappointing kind of being being knocked out in the round of sixteen. Obviously, I think uh, by Egypt uh, on penalties, and then you know obviously weren't able to qualify for the World Cup or even get to the kind of final round of qualifiers. But it seems that things have, have very much changed since then. The team seems more more coherent. It seems like there's more of a, yeah, like it's a proper team rather than just individuals. Has he has he been a big part of that, Jean-Louis? Has he has he been a, what, what has been his impact on the national team? Okay, uh, the things uh, with Gassier uh, has changed a little bit, okay? It was not uh, so well at the beginning, okay? We have lost uh, against Zambia, okay? Uh, I think 3-0, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it, we were already qualified. I can try to justify uh, this performance because it was not uh, uh, the party with, uh, what can I say, with interest. Okay, now by what they have done uh, during the, the qualifier of the World Cup, we can say that uh, the competitions and the mentality have changed. Okay, now Gasse came, he's trying to do something, but it is for him the first time to be the, the, the coach of uh, one African team. And uh, European realities are different to the African ones, okay? He's, he's coming to discover something new. It will be for him the first African Cup of Nations. When we take the example, for example, uh, of uh, Everena, who has won uh, the African Cup of Nations uh, with Zambia first, okay, against uh, Ivory Coast, and later with Ivory Coast against Ghana, he was... The, the coach, the second coach of Black Star di Ghana with, uh, what can I say, uh, Claude Leroy. Do you, do you remember? Yeah, yeah he was his assistant first. Yeah. Okay. It's not, he, he has already his own experience concerning the African football. For Gassi, yeah. it is the first step in this continent. We are going to see how he will make it happen. But really, if... <laughs> 
I'm going to to make a, a bet. To be clear, it will not be I will cost the winner. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, this idea that you're saying of you know that that you have to have experience on on the continent. It's so important. It's so important to to, to thrive and. You know, we've seen that across across performance, and we're seeing more and more African nations even hiring local coaches, bringing in you know coaches from their own country. And the very few kind of European coaches now are ones that have experience. You know, I'm thinking Sebastian de Sabra, you know, Tom Semfiet, Hubert Vulud. They're guys who who've been there and done that. Well, yeah, exactly, precisely. And but one of one of the people who have who's you know have been the biggest question marks over this Ivorian team particularly from from the media here in the UK where I live is is the exclusion of of, of Wilfred Zaha and and I wanted to ask you about him we will never try to understand this we will never try to understand you know the the Greek level of this guy in Galatasaray is one of the top players of the competitions you can accept take part to one competition to prefer to go with two strikers who physically has problems. It means Adendra and Sebastian Haller was injured, were injured, and to let at home with Luta because of his behavior. But when I take the example of uh, uh, Paul Gascoigne, it's one of the most talented in England. But the, the Terry Venables were managing him during the the Euro, okay? Even if they have lost on semi-finals against Germany, okay? But the character of one player shouldn't be the break uh, to, to, to let him at home. How can you let a striker like Zaha at home and try to, to win one competition? I will never try to understand this decision of the, the, the coach. I will never understand and- can you can you tell us a bit more about why he was left out? Because it has it has to do. I know he struggled with with the national team before. He he struggled to find his best form, and you know sometimes he, he even at one point a couple of years ago requested not to be called up for one international break. And and I think it was Patrice Bumel was saying that he was feeling homesick, but he it was over some issues of the last World Cup qualifiers, wasn't it? Can you tell us a bit a bit about about that and why he wasn't selected and what's gone wrong with him and 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 Gasset? I think uh, it's really a problem of behavior because the president of uh, the Ivorian Football Federation, Idris Diallo, uh, during uh, one interview, uh, was telling that uh, if one player uh, must be uh, a problem with the, what can I say, uh, with the unity of the national team, we are not going to put him in the, the group. And when I have heard this sentence, I automatically uh, said, uh, for Wilfriza, the game is over. Uh, the guy uh, didn't uh, uh, start it, his life in, in Africa, okay? It's over mortality. It's over way to think, to see life. It's about education. But I, I think even if he has his own character, but this depends on the psychology of the coach to create these kinds of cases. We don't have the same behavior because our education are different. Gaza didn't live in Ivory Coast. He has spent all his life in, in England. He has started to play football 
with the youngest team of uh, England. And even if he has changed uh, the sports nationality, we need, of course, to understand, to catch really how it works with this guy. We didn't do it. We have uh, taken uh, one decision which can be really a disaster in the future for the national team. I'm not saying that he is a striker who can change uh, the, the future of this national team during this Africa Cup of Nations, but it's really difficult for me to understand how we can take, we can let at home one striker, one forward player like Zah, and to go there. If it was because of his education or something like that, bad behavior, but we have seen worse than that in the football, but they were playing for the national team. Definitely. But, I, I, you know, it, it is such a shame for, for to see someone as talented as him uh, not not to be able to, to kind of make it to the tournament. I, I want to turn and, and look at the group that you're in now uh, and turn our, turn our attention towards the, the group that we're in, because obviously the big one is going to be Nigeria, you know, the Super Eagles and, you know, the super there, you know, they're they seem like they're a bit of a mess, but they always seem like that. But they have such a talented squad, particularly going forward. And then you've got you know Equatorial Guinea, who you obviously played at the last last Afcon in, in the group stage. You know them well. They they came second in the group behind you. They you know beating beating Algeria in that group, and Guinea Bissau again, one of the smaller nations, but one with a lot of experience at the Afcon. Now they were at the previous Afcon. You know, I I want to ask, particularly in that Nigeria game. What are the what are what should we be expecting from from the national? It's not the first game, uh, you know. Fortunately, I think it it, it would have been it, unfortunately it would have been brilliant to see that as the opening game. But what what are the expectations for for that? Are people expecting you to beat Nigeria and to top the group, or what kind of what is the sense? Because they are obviously, you know, the the other thing I think we haven't really mentioned as well is, and you said it earlier was you know, they will have a big support as well. You know, it won't just be Ivorians in in in, in Cote d'Ivoire. There'll be a lot of Nigerians coming because it is so close and they'll have a good support. So, you know, what is the, what is the feeling there? Okay, we know the, the game against Nigeria uh, will really be difficult. And uh, uh, it's not the first time that both teams are going to meet them now. We have already uh, played against Nigeria in uh, many times, okay? But uh, it's, it's, it is really difficult to play against them because uh, when you see the team they have uh, on the paper, it can be logical champions, but the reality, the reality sometimes uh, on the grass is totally different. Okay, it's good not to start with Nigeria. Okay, we will come playing this game, the second one against them, by knowing that we we expect we we expect that we are going to uh, to win against uh, the for the the first uh, the first game of the tournament. If we win again, I think it was it will be against uh, Guinea Bissau, something like that. Okay, if we win. To play against Nigeria will be really easy. And when we see that we can have over opportunity to be among the first team of each group to be qualified, if our team is not uh, able to, to, to pass the first stage, 
I think, uh, why have we organized this competition? <laughs> we should normally be in the second round. But the, difficult, yeah. the difficulties will start there mm. because there you will enter really in the tournament. Mm. Okay? It will be to play against uh, uh, teams uh, who, which has normally high level like Senegal, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, South Africa, Ghana, Cameroon. It will be another part of the game. And let me see if we can be uh, able uh, to, if we could be able to do it. We never know. That I think normally we, we, are, we will be able to uh, to be at the second this the second round. Yeah, and and I think it's if not if not it will be a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. If you, if you go on the group stage, particularly with the th with the third place team going through, sometimes as well, that that would be a disaster. But yeah, like you said, it is. You know, I I, I want to ask this as well as the mentality of the nation and of the team, because obviously you won it in 2015 finally after, you know, many years of having such a brilliant team. But since then, you know, you got knocked out in the group stage in 2017. And in both 2019, I think 2019, you got to the quarterfinals and 2021 round of 16. Yes, yes. In the quarterfinals. Yeah, and, 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 and of course... Lost by penalties. Yeah, and then of course, in, in the round of 16 last tournament, you lose to another North, North African team in Egypt on penalties. You know, is there a sense in, 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 in Cote d'Ivoire of a kind of that they they kind of have a bit of a fear of of these kind of bigger bigger matches in the knockout gate tournament uh, like knockout side of the tournament particularly when it goes to penalties and suddenly the pressure is on is there is there a kind of worries of that yes i think uh, it's problem of mentality okay uh, it's not really easy to play against uh, a team with experiences the problem of ivorian players when they meet uh, or when they are playing against a team which tactically respects okay, the games, we have always problem. We have never won a, a, a game against uh, Egypt when it's for qualifier directly. Okay? The same situations appear. Uh, years ago, we have lost the final of uh, uh, 2006. Do you remember? It was during penalty in quarterfinal in 1980. We have lost in Burkina in quarterfinal against Egypt. In Ghana, Kumasi, uh, 2008, 4-1 uh, for Egypt. And imagine which team we had at this time. I think psychologically, uh, they, with something failed. Something failed. We are not so strong. We can't sometimes uh, finish correctly the game. And when the event is so important, uh, we don't support the pressure. This is one of the problems of the national team of uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Mm. I think that's, that's going to be something really interesting to see how they manage it this tournament. Because, of course, I think what I think is something so interesting about, about Cote d'Ivoire is, of course, that brilliant team you had all the way from, yeah, 2000, 2006, 2008, all the way up to 2015 was so strong. But I would say, if anything, the 2015 team was the one that wasn't as strong. You know, you at that point, you didn't have Didier Drogba, you know, you didn't, you didn't, Kolo and Yaya Toure were still there, but I think particularly Kolo Toure was not the same player as he was in, in the 2000s. So maybe it's the same sense that actually 
with this tournament, you know, the team isn't as strong in terms of the players, but maybe that's not an issue. Maybe if, if they can play as a team, they can go for it. <laughs> but this, this, miracle, yeah. this miracle cannot happen always. But let, let, don't forget, don't forget something. Um, the things which happened in uh, 2015 uh, can be explained, okay? We had Yaya Toure with more experiences. We had Gervino with more experiences. We have Colo Toure. Uh, we have Tineshiaka, mm. uh, Chico, okay? And with young players like Eric Bailly, who had a wonderful level mm. when he was playing for yeah. Espanol Barcelona. Did you remember? Nobody, nobody knows him at the, at the end of the competition. And finally, he has finished with very high level. Okay. I think uh, the process of uh, 2015, yes, can be explained because of most of the experiences. Okay. Yaya Toure was there and he has helped the youngest player uh, to create a group. It means one unity which has permitted this team to win against uh, Ghana. And imagine during the penalties, they were really lucky, but because they failed the first second. Yeah, the first two, right? It was they Wilfred failed. Boney oh, and can... I can't remember who the second one yes, was, course. but yeah, imagine. I remember. I think Ghana didn't manage really against against Ivory Coast. Normally, they should yeah. win this competition. They should. Yeah, I think that I think you're right to point out that that was truly, truly miraculous. And then, of course, Bubba Kavari being the one who saved the penalty and then and and scoring yeah. his, which is such a brilliant story. <laughs> Freddie, yes. you know, it's been a pleasure having you. We we finish, you know, all our interviews with with our guests by doing a quick fire round of questions. So I'm going to ask you some questions about the Ivorian team. So coming into this tournament for you, who is the the most important player in in this Ivorian team? Oh, Fofanasiko. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm such a big fan. I, I can't wait for him to, to, to stand out this, this tournament. And for you, who, who is the, the, the one youngster we, sh- we should all be watching? Uh, we have Lazar Amoni of uh, saint Gilles in Belgium. And if Adengra uh, has a speed recovery, I think it will be one of the most talented during this competition for the uh, national team of Ivory Coast. You, you've kind of alluded to it during our conversation, but I need you to now give me a prediction. How far do you think Cote d'Ivoire will go at the at the AFCON? Okay, if I was a bookmaker, I will give you five teams, and I think the winner could be among them. Morocco, first. Egypt, second. Wait. Senegal, third. Mm-hmm. Nigeria, fourth. And I think Cameroon. No Ivory Coast. I'm not sure that we're going to win. <laughs> no Ivory Coast. <laughs> okay, so if, if Ivory Coast won't win, what, what, what position will you come? How far do you think Cote d'Ivoire will make it? But I think, I think it could be for them the quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. Wow. Okay, Freddie, you don't have much hope for this team. <laughs> okay, and, and then for you at this tournament, who do you think will be the top scorer? The top scorer. Score. Yeah, goal scorer. Which player? Uh, Victor Zeman. 
Victor, yep, is is the most popular choice, and and for very good reason. He's such such a good player. And who do you think will be the player of the tournament, the best player? Mohamed Salah. Freddie, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's it's been a pleasure having you.